Hello, you're listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Brandon Elliott. I'm excited today because we have a legend in the game. He's been doing it since 2003, flipping a ridiculous amount of houses, over 4,000 transactions, doing 200 plus last year, same thing the year before, on track to do 300 or so this year. Coming from Virginia, really focused on fix and flips initially, then jumped into wholesaling, then a little bit of mixture of both. But what's incredible, what really like blows me away is systemizing a business that does this much volume, this much impact, employing these many people and still only putting in about one hour of his own personal time per week. Like talk about incredible, ladies and gentlemen, you know, building any business, let alone a successful multi-million dollar business that is making the impact and the ripple effect that it is, Is not easy. So selfishly, I can't wait to pick some gold nuggets on how the heck you do something like that. I think that's the end goal and the big dream for a lot of people. But on top of that, his heart is in a position that he wants to get people to a place of more freedom and happiness. And so he's got his own podcast helping out a lot of people do exactly that. And I'm really just excited to be able to get this time I don't even know with all that other free time, you're only doing one hour of work a week. I mean, maybe you just got, you got an abundance of everything. What, what's going on, man? How are we doing today? Oh, we're doing awesome. And yeah, I spent all of my time now just honing the craft on the freedom and happiness side. My life was changed so drastically three years ago and I was given this gift and it was such a precious gift that one that I've never gotten before in my life, anything like it. And I was just like, I got to give this gift back. So that's what that's where I spent all my time. This is why God put me on this earth is to do this work, not flip houses. Yeah. But um, I know a lot about flipping houses and we'll, you guys will we'll learn a lot today about flipping houses. But even more importantly, someone's life will forever change and their relationship with their spouse and their kids will forever change and possibly for generations to come from what you're going to hear in the next, uh, whatever, 30, 40 uh, hour. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go. I'm excited for it, brother. Brad, for anybody out there that doesn't know who you are, where you're from, like that, that 10,000 foot view, do you mind just diving into it a little bit for the listeners? Yeah, sure, man. I'll go all the way back to ninth grade. I read a book on how to buy real estate with no money down and knew I wanted to do real estate because I wanted to make a lot of money. And I wanted to make a lot of money back then because I grew up kind of on both sides of the train tracks to say there was time where we thought we we're going to lose our house because my parents got divorced and thought we we're going to have to move into public housing. I think that had a huge, huge effect on me. I think I correlated to if you don't have money, you die because public housing to me was go to public housing, get shot. And then a couple of years later, like I'm you know flying first class with my dad. So it was a real, real dichotomy, but I wanted to make a ton of money. So always had real estate in the back of my mind. And in 2002, late 2002, an investor bought my neighbor's house, went and talked to him. And he said, yeah, I buy houses at you know well below market, fix them up and resell them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm going to do. And I put my mind to it. I just had a son born. And so I'd put come home from a full-time job and stay with him from six to eight, put him to bed and then go pound we buy houses signs, write hundreds of envelopes, absentee owners from the tax roll. And it took me, Brandon, eight long months to find my first deal. And then in July and in August, I bought six houses total, had like 60 grand in the bank, had a negative $80,000 net worth. So I guess if you 
take the 60 and put it towards the 80, I had a negative $20,000 net worth. So I went to my boss and I was like, I quit. And I'm starting Express Home Buyers. I came home, I told my wife, I quit. And she's like, have you lost your mind? We have a newborn son and I have two kids. And I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. And uh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> here we are 22 years later. Good Lord. I might usually say 20 years, but when I think yeah. about it, that was 2003. 21 years later almost. And uh, everything's been fine. 4,000 houses. We're not still married, but actually things are way better than fine. They're amazing. Let's go. Let's go. I love that. So talk to me for real estate. I know you bought your first property in 2003. Uh, Yeah. So what was the intention for that? Was that just your own primary? Was that you wanted to build a business and go all into investing and start systemizing things? Like where's the mindset around that? Good good question. So it was actually in, in 2002, I bought the house in Vienna. And then in 2003, I bought my first investment house based on the guy buying my house next door to the one I actually bought. Yeah. So I got the traditional loan. I don't even know what the interest rate was, four or five percent at the time. No, once I talked to that guy, Brandon, I was full on, I was working for a real estate developer. I never wanted to work for someone. I wanted to have control. I wanted to control my own destiny. I yep. wanted to have a family life. I didn't want to have to call in and be like, hey, I want to go on vacation. Is that okay? No, 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 no. My dad was an attorney and I could never imagine my dad calling anyone and asking them like something. So I kind of had that kind of just in me, right? Sure. So no, I bought my first house. It was after I made up my mind, this is going to be my business. My dad actually pioneered kind of TV advertising for attorneys back in the early 80s. Like he was doing it. He literally, his partners were like, we're not going to do that. And he said, okay, I'm leaving. And he went and found two new partners. And he he, he built his entire business over like 30 years on TV advertising. So I'm like, huh, I've never seen a TV ad for selling your house fast. So I'm going to do that. And that's what I did. I started off spending like $15 spots at like two in the morning on local CBS channel. And we just started with $5,000 a month. And now we're spending a lot more than that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, times have changed. So you were getting leads that way, closing on the deals and starting to take territory. And then when did you actually start, you know, hiring on people to help you grow this business? So in this this eight-month sludge of trying to find my first deal. I was looking for a partner because I was so tunnel vision, you know, think and grow rich, the book. Like I had, I just knew this was going to be my career. Yep. So I was looking for a partner and man, did I interview a lot of shady people that, that I was just like, no chance. And I came across this one guy. I actually bought, this is a funny story. The second house I ever bought, I put a, we buy house to sign the front yard. And Robert Sheeman is a, is a the, one of the original gurus in this business. He taught me one of the only real estate seminars I've ever been to he, in Vegas, like in 2002. He's like, ask this to everybody and it's going to make you a million dollars. Do you know someone who's buying or selling a house? So this lady calls me. I had a We Buy House to sign up, but I'd already sold it, but I just put the sign up. And she goes, is that house for sale in Manassas Park? And I go, no, it's sold. But I could have hung up. It was a Friday night. But I, I, I listened to my buddy, Robert, and I said, do you have anyone else? She goes, oh, she was a truck driver. And I'm pretty sure she was drinking that night. She goes, my mom has a house in Arlington she wants to sell me. I go, huh, do you have any idea what price range? She goes, I think she wants like around 320, but let me call her. I'll call you back. She calls back. She goes, I got her down to 285. You want it for 285? And I'm like thinking, Arlington? This is 2002, but a house in Arlington for two, 285? I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I freaking bought that house and that was my third house and I made 60 grand on it. And a couple months before that, my salary for the year was 60 grand. Sorry, I made 40. The check said 60, but I had 20 grand in rehab. And I said to the, the title agent, I was like, she was like, oh, congratulations. Actually, it was a $90,000 check, but it was like 50 in rehab. 
So I was like, I only made 40. She was like, Brad, you only made 40. Most people only make 60 grand all year. So yeah, yeah, that was that was the story. So ask that question of every single person you know at the gas station, at the hair salon, whatever. Do you know someone who wants to buy or sell a house? I love that. That is such a good tip. So what what does the business look like now? Like over this many years in the game, 20 plus years, how many people are a part of the team? Like how the hell are you guys running this where you are putting in, you know, that one hour a week? So I, I got a little sidetracked on the partner story. <laughs> oh, yeah, please. The house in Arlington, I put a We Buy House sign up. He calls me because he lived in Arlington. He was like, I can't believe someone's in my hood buying houses because he, he thought you had only like you, had, you could only buy in the really low income areas. Yeah. So he calls me and I'm like, hey, let's go have a cheesesteak at this at this Latino cheesesteak, best cheesesteak in the world. And <laughs> uh, over that lunch, we, he had 10 grand to his name. Or at least he told me that. And I had zero to my name pretty much at that point in time. And he's like, hey, I'll put in 10 grand. And I'm like, okay, let's be partners. So I still have that partner. I consider him a good friend. We have an amazing relationship. And so he's running the business with a CFO that we okay. brought in a couple of years ago that's really great. And then we just hired a high-level guy from a huge uh, operation in, in Florida that's no longer in business. So, so it's kind of the, the three of them running it now. Okay. So three of them with about 17 full-time employees and probably another 12 or so full-time virtual assistants. Okay. And then what is, what is your role or involvement at this well, point? I'm still the CEO on the, on the books, right? Um, yeah. I, I show up to a manager's meeting. We have a 930, uh, I don't show up. Sorry. It's on teams. Um, 9.30 on Thursday mornings. And then I go to the gym five, six days a week. So there's a sales call four days of the week at 8.45. So sometimes I just jump on and listen. Maybe I'll throw something in. But honestly, I don't have to do any of that uh, because I trust my partner. I trust my CFO. I trust this new hire. I just, I don't want... I, I have a great relationship with everyone. Like we we now have the best culture and team we've ever had. And actually, uh, I just ordered, I lost my aura. My aura ring broke. And I asked the guys, did it show up? And yesterday I got a picture with three of them, like a selfie with the aura ring. And I was like, oh, I really miss you guys. I miss your pretty faces. And they're like, we miss you too. So I don't want to go get it to go away because I really love these people and I and I provide them a living. So it's um it's just fantastic. I'm just I'm so blessed to be where I'm at right now. It's just quite amazing. Sometimes I gotta pinch myself. Yeah, no, that's incredible. And you said basically the last three years is is when you've kind of pulled yourself more out of the business and doing the day to day, allowing yeah. them to run more of it. Yeah. So I, I I've, probably over the last five, six, seven years, I've really started to try to extract myself just because a lot of times I was the one creating the chaos and yep. I think people that could do the job better than I could. And when I came back, so three years ago, I was trying to get my son help for anxiety. And I was on a, a call with a performance coach and she was like, you blink like crazy when you talk about your childhood. You may have some unresolved childhood trauma that's affecting your son's anxiety. And I was just like, no way. My behavior is not affecting my son. I'm the I'm a great dad. I'm a single dad. I do everything for him. She's like, but you want to come out work with my, my husband and I? I go, sure, I'll try anything because I tried everything. And uh, damn if she wasn't right. I learned the hard way that if your kids have behavioral problems and you want to know the source, just grab your spouse, go in the bathroom and look in the mirror because you're you're the cause. It's not your fault. You're the cause. So I went out and worked with them. And, and over this three-hour session in this Airbnb bedroom, my life changed so profoundly, Brandon, that I came back and I looked around at all the people I know. And I know a ton of people that are suffering, right? And by suffering, I mean, they drink too much. They're overweight. They have a shitty marriage. They have anxiety, depression. And I'm like, oh my gosh, 
The reason they have this is the same exact reason that I had my issues. Yep. And it's not hard at all to fix it. I, I did it in three hours after going to three decades of therapy and 50 different marriage counseling sessions. And I did it in three hours. Like my head was spinning. I was like, oh my God, what if I could share this? So I just started sharing it kind of like informally. And people were like, wow, you're really good. Like I'm getting more than, than my therapist. And then I started studying and I just couldn't get enough of it. And so I looked at, I was like, I can't get enough of this, but I got to kind of drag myself to the office sometimes mm. for the real estate stuff. And I was like, why did I get into real estate? Oh my God. It was just to make a bunch of money because I thought it would bring me, the money would bring me, bring me worthiness and happiness. And it mm. never did. And so I'm like, where do I want to spend the rest of my life? I want to spend giving it the giving the gift that I got to other people so they can experience this incredible freedom and happiness that I experience now on a daily basis. So I was just like, I kind of fast tracked. I was like, I got to get out of here. I want to wake up. This is the definition of success to me. Waking up every single day with a sense of purpose, doing what you absolutely love to do. That wasn't flipping houses for me. I was pretty good at it, but that's not why God put me here. He put me here to change people's lives, reconnect them, to get rid of their addictions and their suffering. I love that. Man, that's so profound. It's it's incredible. Finding the purpose is, is such a big thing. Going back to, I assume you're more of a visionary person, right? Totally. And, yeah. and my partner was too. So you can imagine oh. the chaos that, yeah. that we had for 17 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so as he's, uh, you know, hired on a, a CFO and getting more integrator roles to kind of run and manage the business... As uh, visionary people, you can kind of just get in the way and make things a little bit more chaotic. So that it was a smart intention of of getting out and just being that high level view. Yes, I think as much as my team loves me, I think yeah. they're also like relieved because yeah. we we did an exit interview like ten years ago, and I'll never forget what this guy said. His name was Justin. He said, "If you don't like what Brad or Judd are proposing, just wait a week." Yeah, because <laughs> because they'll be on to something different. That was it, and 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 that this is this is a huge lesson. So listen to this, folks. Yes. It was because I didn't feel enough. I didn't know it, but it was unconscious. I didn't feel enough, so I had to always be distracting myself or trying the next best thing. I lost nine million dollars in five business mistakes. All five of those business mistakes I can trace back to I did it because I didn't feel enough and I was trying to prove my worthiness. Wow. Now, now I don't need to go take over the world because I have nothing to prove. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, let's have this methodical you know, climb. Don't worry about going to set the world on fire. Before it was like, if I don't set the world on fire, nobody's going to love me and I'm going to be nobody. Wow. That's and I'm, so not the, I'm not the only one in the world that, that's like that. There's a shit. Look, you look at politicians on both sides of the yeah. Biden and Trump. They yeah. both have the exact same issue I'm talking about. It, yeah, it, well, I think. I think everybody, you know, stems from it, but you see it a lot more commonly in the entrepreneur space because people are always trying to prove themselves, working their ass off and neglecting their family or whatever it may be to be able to make more, make more, make more. It's like, when is there enough to a, a certain degree? But looking back at like your 10 year old self and what happened, what was done to you intentionally and not intentionally, like there's so many things to unpack there and try to make sense of the situation so that you can try to work on a solution to get out of it. So talk to me about what that looked like for you. I know you said you were searching for a very long time. You finally found something within three hours, which is incredible. What did that break down to? Yeah, let me let me touch on something you said a second ago, and then I'll come back to this. Yeah. You said that uh, that almost everyone has these issues, and you yep. are right. I think every human being, to some degree, has a level of I am not enough. 
And when you are not enough, nothing like you said can ever be enough. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred million dollars or two million or a billion. It's never enough. There's mm -hmm. billionaires now that are so freaking sad and so lonely because the money didn't do what they thought it was going to do. And the money isn't going to do what you think it's going to do either. And I know you're going to be someone's like, you don't know what you're talking about because you have money. No, it doesn't matter that I have money. Money's not going to do it. So if you're sitting here, because I, if, if I'd have heard this podcast five years ago, I might have tuned out by now and said, that Brandon guy and Brad, I'm enough because I thought I was enough. I thought I had high self-esteem. I thought I didn't care what other people thought. But the truth is I did. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, geez, I wonder if I'm in that bucket. Go take my three-minute self-love quiz at bradchandler.com forward slash quiz and see where you stand. And oh, if yeah. you score mild self-love or lack of self-love, there's extreme and then those two. I promise you, if you score one of the lower two rungs, every single area of your life is negatively impacted to some degree. And when you change it, and here's how you do it, everything in your life, your relationships, your business, your health, your financial situation, your net worth are all going to get better. So what did I do? This is a crazy thing. In three hours, we had this conversation where this person asked me, where in your childhood did you feel like you didn't have control or control was taken from you or you had stress or you had trauma? And I made a list and then we walked through them and we yep. talked about them. And he's like, well, what did that mean to you? And it came back to this bad thing was happening to me. My dad hit me. My dad made fun of me and hit me with a belt, made fun of me because I deserved it. I wasn't enough. I deserved to be punished. And he's like, huh, did you deserve to lose all that money? And I'm like, wow, I punished myself. Like my, my marriage is not working. So we figured out it was that true. Did it have anything to do with Brad, the child? No, it had to do with my dad. And was it his fault? No, because he was doing the it best thing him. from his childhood. And this, this is the multi-generational curse, right? Yep. The best gift that you can ever, ever give your child because your child wasn't asked to be brought into this world yep. is to break the multi-generational curse. And how do you do it, Brandon? You do it by teaching them how to love themselves unconditionally. How can you ever teach a child how to love themselves unconditionally if you don't love yourself unconditionally? You can't. Sure. And Facts. if you take the self-love quiz, you'll understand if you love yourself, if you talk negative to yourself, if you drink a lot, if you smoke a lot, if you eat a lot, if you're pissed off, if you always have to be right, if you're judging yourself, if you're judging other people, those are all signs that you lack self-love and you weren't born that way. This was all learned. So if it was learned, it can be unlearned. Can you mm. see the level of excitement between you talking about real estate and then when we get to this topic? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's it, it's so impactful when you start breaking this down. Like you said, everybody has something in their past because nobody's perfect and you know, generational curses start just taking effect and you don't even realize it or acknowledge it at the time. But it does make and create the individual that you are 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road and you don't even realize it. So all the little things that you do on a regular basis, your habits, your your things that you kind of run away to, like alcohol, drugs, addictions, whatever it may be, it, it all stems from this not being enough or or figuring out you know, what happened to you from your parents that possibly happened to them and, and how do you break off those curses so it's not keep on taking place, you know, going down that rabbit hole of self-development and loving yourself, right? So that you can teach others how to love themselves. So Brandon, what you just said, when you listed off those things, drinking, eating, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Those, the, the, what the medical terminology quotes is symptoms, right? These things. Yeah. 
those are actually solutions. So, so if you're going to a therapist, you actually show up with the solution because the solution is to drink a bunch. Now, bear with me here. You're drinking and it's causing a negative effect in your life. Your eating is causing a negative effect in your life. But what your brain is saying is that even though that's negative, it's keeping me from feeling something that's even more painful. And that thing that's even more painful is what was formed in childhood. But here's the thing. That thing we think is more painful is just an untruth that we use to get ourselves through the situations that were stressful as a child. As a, an adult, you can now look at those things and say, whoa, when I told my mom I didn't love her or I hated her because she wouldn't give me a cookie and she cried for three hours and then my dad came home and hit me because of it, I learned that I can't be myself and if I am, I'm not lovable. So now I've got to drink to avoid that pain. When you say, wait, did this have anything to do with you or did this have to do with your, un, your, un, uh, your, your, your mother's lack of emotional intelligence? And you're like, whoa, it had to do with my mother's lack of emotional intelligence. Then the symptom, the drinking thing goes away like that. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Because your brain can't have two conflicting things. Well, is it true that if I'm myself, my love is going to be taken? And then you think, well, last week I told my wife something and I was myself and she didn't take my love. So what's the truth? Oh, it was that when I was a kid and, and, and my mom, I told my mom I hated her. That wasn't what's true. So then, boom, your symptoms can stop. But not many people know this because do you realize it was only 20 years ago that they realized that this was possible? They thought that those thoughts that you created at six years old were buried in your implicit memory forever. Now through science, they know that you can literally take that neural, that neuron out and put the the the, the true story the in place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. And everybody has their own, you know, truth behind it. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we try to rationalize for our parents and say, well, you know, they had it. And of course, there's a reason behind everything, right, of what oh. happened to you. But it's still your truth of however you yes. felt as a human yes. being, which is very, very crucial. Brad, I, I have a question for you because I've been in group sessions like this in the past. And, you know, one of the instructions was to kind of go down that rabbit hole, try to figure out at the 10 year old self, you know, what were some of the things that happened, the big moments at put us, you know, that didn't feel good or, or what have you. Some people out there find themselves forgetting memories or totally blacking out and like had a lot of trauma that they just can't recall certain childhood things. It's probably a coping mechanism, right? Like your body's Absolutely. trying to shut off. But yeah. how would you educate somebody? Because I'm sure you've ran across this in the past to help out other people. How would you help somebody that may be thinking that listening to this episode? This is a two part. This is a, what a phenomenal question, by the way. This this is a this is a two part question or answer because you'll you'll understand why. Yeah. The first the first part is is that you may not recall that in your brain, like on a conscious level, but you never forget what happened to you starting from the third trimester of being in your mother's womb. That's the implicit memory. That's the subconscious. So what do I use? I use a technique called hypnosis because I believe it's the best tool on the planet because it allows you to access the subconscious mind. So I've had countless clients that didn't remember anything before the age of five or two and then come up with these, oh my gosh, my mother was whatever, suicidal, right? So that's number one. You can do it through hypnosis. What they have figured out in the last 20 years, Brandon, is that you don't always necessarily have to go back to childhood. So let's use the the the, the drinking symptom. The yeah. drinking is I I drink when my wife comes home because I don't want to have a hard talk 
that might lead me to open my heart and get hurt. Mm. Okay, so the, the 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 mismatch that I talked about earlier. Let's go find a place in your life where you did open up and you didn't get your heart hurt. So you don't necessarily have to go back. So it's good sometimes to go back, but you don't have to. And I know people avoid this type of work because they're like, I don't want to go find out what happened. I don't want to rehash that. You've got to move through the pain of the truth to get to the freedom. And we're talking about a matter of hours. We're not talking about rehashing this every Tuesday on some therapist's couch for, for 15 years, right? This can be done like that. Yeah. And sometimes it has to get worse before it gets better. But you got to go back to that that time and that situation to make sense of the situation. Right. And it's really hard. There's some people that want to shut down like, I don't want to go there anymore. It was too traumatic. It was too horrible. But realistically, what you're you're saying realistically is that you are OK with not seeing the full potential, the full happiness that you truly deserve. At the end of the day, right? Yeah, because it's going to keep you from finding the self-love that you were born with. And if you don't have the self-love and you have this negative self-talk, oh my God, not only is it going to mess up your life from like a relationship and a health standpoint or, or a uh, physical standpoint, but it, it, it kills you uh, uh, You're physically. Like most diseases are born in inflammation. And one of the major causes of inflammation is stress. Yep. Stress. So self-contempt, the opposite of self-love, this is from Mark Mincola. He's a famous guy who's helped like 60,000 people. This opposite of self-love is self-contempt. Self-contempt breeds dis-ease. So your body's out of ease and dis-ease breeds disease. So mm -hmm. we have so many people with autoimmune diseases and doctors who say it's, um, I'm, I'm blanking on the word, but it's like no known disease that starts with an E. There is a reason you have an autoimmune. There is a reason, um, idiopathic. There is a reason it's idiopathic. Yeah. It's because of your thoughts that are in your subconscious mind that are driving this stress and this fight or flight that once you do this work, it all goes away. Yep. It's also, you know, I, I've seen recently too studies of like cancer and things that that build up upon you. It's all stems. Mm. It's actually a, a mechanism from like toxins and horrible things that your body's creating. And so it's it's trying to fight that. So it's it's really creating one little pocket of something deadly that's going to hurt in the long run that you got to get removed. But it, it's all these toxins and, and things that aren't serving you, right? So yeah, and we can naturally produce it. Yeah. Cancer is caused by stress. It, it, yep. It's fueled by stress. They'll tell you they don't know if it's caused, but look, I'm not a doctor, but there's a lot of really smart doctors I've read about that say it is caused by stress. Whether you deal with it and do the work, if you don't, nature yep. will deal with it through disease and death and through disease and death. You get to pick. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. So I definitely recommend doing it sooner than later. So I will be taking that that self-love quiz myself. Where Where can we find that again? bradchandler.com forward slash quiz. Love it. Okay, awesome. And then so you mentioned hypnosis. So this is a practice that you like to focus on to it's one mechanism that is helpful in your opinion. Oh, I mean, it's 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 so freaking helpful. It's a five week program. And in, in, in one of the sessions, it's a two hour session in week three, we go into the hypnosis. And, you know, most people like hypnosis, that's 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 crazy. Or, or you know, am I going to be chasing a mouse around or something like that? No, no, no. You're, you're, it's, it's like it's like meditating. I yeah. walk you down some stairs. You're in a deeply relaxed state. You do some breathing. And the reason is, is because when you relax, you can kind of 
push away all the conscious thoughts and just focus right into the subconscious. Your subconscious mind drives 95% of your behavior on a daily basis. So when you go to a shitty job, you don't work out, you come home, you drink three glasses of wine, you, you, you eat a pizza and you're like, why, why do I do this? Yeah. You don't know, you can't say it, but your subconscious mind does. So all we do is we just go into hypnosis and we say, hey, Brandon, you came to me for depression. I'm making this up. Yep. What is the cause of your, let, take me to a scene, a place, a time, an event that has all to do with your cause of depression. And you're going to say, well, my dad didn't show up to my seventh grade birthday party. He was the only one or, you know, he was never there. He worked all the time. That's the source. And your subconscious mind already knows the source of your problems. You just don't know how to access it. Mm, that's good. I love that. Have you ever been in a position where it's still hard for the individual to recall or bring up those things or because it's in the hypnosis type of state of mind, it's it's less we're trying to control it. it it's more just it comes off natural. I would say less than 5% of the people, um, but I did take clients before I came certified, became certified in hypnosis. So it's almost like hypnosis is like the, the icing on the cake. I can still yes. get to where I need to go because I wasn't in hypnosis when I went through my major transformation. Yep. So we, we can still get there. But yeah, very, very few people don't come up with the scenes. I love that. Yeah, that's so, so impressive. So how long have you been doing this? And and obviously you get very fulfilled with it because of the breakthroughs that it, it brought to you. And obviously, you know, finances is great. Having the business to be able to supply the lifestyle and, and take care of, you know, having a giving heart and blessing other people and so forth and, and continuing the growth. But it also gives you the freedom to focus on, you know, passion and helping out more people with breakthroughs. So how long have you been doing this and what does it look like for the future for you? Yeah. So uh, I've been doing it now for, I mean, I really started studying three years ago and I took my first client over two years ago. I woke up to this text uh, this morning, um, Brandon. Yeah. I'm so thankful for you, Brad. Your program has changed my life. I can't express the gratitude that I feel, but I'm a different person. I'll share more when we meet next, but this graph shows it all. And the graph is his, he, he, this is a pretty analytical dude. He tracked his uh, drinking and his drinking went from high to, to, to non-existent. Yeah. So it's just, look, getting that text would have been way more fulfilling than having my partner call me and say, hey, we just did a $200,000 wholesale deal in, in yeah. California. Sure. So what, what, it, what does it look like? It looks like this is my life's passion and purpose. And I just keep getting better and better because all, that's all I want to do is just help my, help my clients more and more. So I turned 50 last year. I'm manifesting to live to be 110. And right now I work on the individual and we're starting to talk about relationships because if you come to me with an issue, a personal issue, I can promise you that you have relationship problems. It's just the way it works because a relationship, it's never about the actual relationship. It's the relationship, the problems exist in relationship between the, the individual's relationship with themselves. So we're going from individual to relationships to I'm going to teach life's purpose, I want to get into sexuality because there's a whole nother realm of that. And then finally, now you've got all that stuff just humming. I'm a health and longevity nut. So I'm going to build kind of different legs of the business. Uh, we're going to probably start doing retreats. We may end up buying a center or something in like Central America or Costa Rica. I'm a big boater. I've got a I've got a sizable boat now. I want to buy a bigger boat and actually have couples out for three or four days like in the Caribbean where we do the, them individually and then we do couples work. So when they step off that boat three or four days later, they're just their relationship, their self, their health, everything is like completely changed. I love that. What would you say about a relationship with higher power and like God to be able to really, you know, get the self-love as well? Yeah. So 
This is a deep question, right? I'm, yeah. I've, I'm, a, I'm a believer in God, and my spirituality has been increased and strengthened through this process. I believe it's easier if you believe that we did come from one creator. And the reason it's easier is because no matter whether you believe in God or not, I think you're going to believe we came from one creator. Do you think that creator said, you know what, I'm going to make Brandon a little bit better than Brad? No, you are just as important as any other human being living or dead. So the connection to a higher power, the connection to knowing that we're all just one because everything is energy, I think is helpful and powerful. Could I take someone who is an atheist and teach them how to be happy? I think I could. I mm -hmm. think I could. Is it kind of better? Is it? Is it? It's certainly better to be connected knowing that we're, we all came from the same place. I now believe that I grew up Catholic, so I believe that you were born, your soul was born, and then you either went to heaven and hell, right? I don't believe that anymore. I believe that this planet's been around for millions of years. There's no chance that we could have been put here for this. I think our souls have been here, and I think our souls are going to be here forever. I think we just, we, we go to something else, so... That's Love my, it. My, we, we we won't really know the true answer for a while. We may yeah. we, we we may never know. I think I think you know a lot in the transition from as you're dying between where we are today, our souls, and where we go. I think you learn a lot, but I think once you get to the new place, you kind of forget it because then you got to start over again. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I love that. Well, very good, man. Well, I, I appreciate your time today. You do have a podcast. Would love to hear a little bit more about it. How often, what you know, what you talk about on there and then how people could get a hold of you. Yeah. So we're cranking out two shows a week now. We just are starting again next week. We took a little, um, we went from two shows because I couldn't keep up to one and I just love it so much. And the popularity has exploded. We're in the top 3% of 3.2 million podcasts worldwide. So I'm really proud of that. It's called How to Be Happier for Entrepreneurs. If you like this this type of subject, oh my gosh, you're going to love it. So it's on every major platform. Just go search How to Be Happier for Entrepreneurs. How to get in touch with me, bradchandler.com. Take the first step in this journey. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your kids. You owe it to your spouse or your family members. Just go, go take the quiz, bradchandler.com forward slash quiz, and just see where you stand because how can you ever change if you don't have awareness? Five years ago, I had zero awareness. I had no idea that I lacked self-love. I had no idea the implications and the negative consequences it was having in my life. And as soon as I figured that out and changed it, oh my gosh, life is just beautiful. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you giving your time today and uh, giving back to the listeners and, and the passion that you hold for making the impact. That's what it's all about. So I appreciate you and congratulations on all the success of uh, the you know real estate business, but also making the impact and what you're doing today, which is awesome. That's that's true purpose. Uh, Thanks, so I, I love it, man. Guys, if you want to get a hold of me, you can always do so on Instagram. It's Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, check out on Instagram Credit Council Elite. You could also on Facebook.com forward slash Brandon Elliott Investor. If you want to get a hold of us and learn how we are teaching business owners just like you how to be able to get up to 500000 at 0% interest every six months, then check out CreditCouncilElite.com. That's www.CreditCouncilElite.com. We'll be able to go over where you're currently at, where you're looking to go, and help you navigate to get there. By all means, if you have not already, make sure that you subscribe to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. You'll get the newest notification every Monday. Leave that five-star review after listening to a few episodes and greatly appreciate all love and support. As always, you guys are incredible and we'll see you on the next episode. Till next time, God bless. Appreciate you, Brad. Thanks. Thank you. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast brought to you by Brandon Elliott. 
more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, God bless.